welcome to Wikipedia, a celebration of randomness with me, Stephen Walsh. And me, Mickey Boyd. The man who puts the Mickey into Wikipedia. Yeah. Which I quite like as a tagline. Let's go with that. We'll have that. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> Each week we talk about various topics, some selected by us, some sort of selected by you, and some selected entirely at random. Our first section, as always, is the Boydy Beautiful, where we look at, you know, body modification, I suppose you've got, we're very specialised, just sort yeah. of, you know, fitness, health, but, you know, the body as a machine being fine-tuned for specific purposes. Last week we looked at World's Strongest Man. Yeah. This week, we're going to talk about the world of wrestling. Mm. Another world where people are encouraged to develop their bodies in a certain way for a certain purpose. Yeah. You're a wrestling fan? Uh, I was a big wrestling fan in the 70s. Right, As right. a kid. You know, like the, the stuff from all the different town halls around the country. Yeah, yeah. This Mick, is the world of sports stuff. Yeah, brilliant. Four o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Mick McManus. Yeah. Jim Brakes. I used to like Jim Brakes. Don't remember Jim Brakes. I was nasty. Horrible. <laughs> I used, to, used to wear short um, trunks, multi-coloured. And really, and really, Flash, was he? Not really, just nasty. Right, right. Horrible bit of work. <laughs> and then you always had Big Daddy who used to infuriate me as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Desperate for him to lose. I actually loved giant ace decks. I really wanted him to batter him, you know. <laughs> I didn't, I, even then, as a young kid, I knew that um, Big Daddy and uh, the, the, the guy used to bring the, you know, like the guy with the different coloured jacket on, like sequins. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was his brother. Oh, that's right. right? Yeah, so yeah. I didn't like, I always knew it was a bit of a, bit of a dodgy deal bit going on. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't like, I always wanted to get battered, but it never happened. Um, Really, that for me, that was wrestling for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, the new stuff, my, my boy's into WWE. Right, not so much right. now he's getting a bit older, but WWE and WWF as it once was until yeah, yeah. Prince Philip and all the rest of them said you can't have that no more. Um, <laughs> we so, need it for pandas. Yeah, retitled it. So, yeah, so, yeah, he's into that. But, yeah, I much prefer the 70 stuff. And also, I, I, this is what I'm going to say to you, Steve. I've been giving this a bit of thought, actually. Greco wrestling. Oh, yeah. I, I think if they brought Greco wrestling, as they do in America, into British schools, yeah. we'd have a much fitter, stronger nation. Have you seen Foxcatcher? No. New film? I've seen the new about... film with Steve yeah, Carell yeah. Yeah, with yeah. a dodgy makeup. Doesn't really look very <laughs> convincing. Looks like I've done it after eight or nine pints of the black stuff. You know, because his nose looks a bit thick. Even in the picture, he's sort of looking upwards, holding it on, isn't he? He's his head's up like that. And it's all like he's all looking down his nose at you thinking, if I lean forward, this makeup's just going to slide off my face. He can't sort of shake or nod just no, because that's it, yeah. go flying. Sneeze, <laughs> scratch, can't do nothing. But yeah, that's, that's what I think. Honestly, I think that would be, you think it's like an all over body workout. Yeah, it's, imagine, it's yeah. core condition. Yeah, and, flat, I, it? and also I think it's one of those things as a, you know, if you're a teenager, you'd be competitive for one. Yeah. But you'd also have to go with a, a bit of a, a, an attitude of like, I could lose this. No point losing my temper. I think it's it's good for the, the mind and the body. I think yeah, it's would, a discipline thing as well, yeah. isn't it? It's a case of like it's controlled aggression. You have yeah. to use your your energy in very specific ways. Yeah. You can't just be lashing wildly. Exactly. You have to sort of pinpoint what you're going to do. So it's ta- you know, I think if you think of all of it, it's tactical strength, um, good for your mind, hopefully, and and you've got to accept losing as well. Yeah, so character building. Yeah, because you are going to lose, and know. it's an Olympic sport as well. Yeah, and exactly. it's saying, have we um, ever had? I can't think of a, a no. British Olympian wrestler. No. no obviously, no, no. famously, uh, Kurt Angle won an Olympic gold medal as a Greco-Roman wrestler, then came back to America 
and signed up with WWE. Well, as, know, yeah, yeah as, and, and part of his shtick was coming to the ring oh, wearing the, uh, the the gold medal. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, why not? And they'd switch him from goodie to baddie, as in the All American yeah, yeah, yeah. gold medal winner. And he'd be like the villainous man, <laughs> besmirch the honour of his American gold medal. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, but it's um, with the, that WWE is just all pantomime. It's even more so than what we had as kids. But the thing is, that's what I like about it. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't watch UFC no I'm a bit sort of intrigued at the moment because have you heard of Conor McGregor yes 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 I, I never heard of him I was watching a bit of American football yesterday and it was like on Fox so they kept sort of like promoting this guy and talking about him. and they're like he's the UFC's answer to Muhammad Ali well, yeah and it seems to be just because he's a bit rowdy yeah exactly but yeah. he looks like fun yeah but see what I don't like about UFC and I know we're going a bit off Tacked. No, we're still. Yeah, what I don't like about it is the potential to break legs. And yeah, like, that's oh, the thing. This is the thing. Yeah. I don't want to see people actually fighting. No. What I want to see is highly skilled people yeah. pretending to have a fight. Yeah. And doing ridiculous <laughs> things in the process, which is where WWE is great. I think. I think jumping off a top rope, yeah. landing directly on someone, yeah. and neither of you actually yeah, getting, getting hurt, hurt is yeah. remarkable. Yeah. Whereas jumping off a tank. And landing on someone, and both of you getting very seriously hurt, yeah. doesn't seem to be. Where's the benefit all... in that? Yeah. Really? No, I know what you're saying exactly. Yeah, and not only that as well, they they learn how to fall and all them physically fantastic specimens. Yeah, well, uh, and this is the thing as well. As we say, it is a thing where the, they're encouraged to have a certain body type. But then, what I like is within that, there seems to be a lot of scope for less so now, possibly because, like you know, in in the, the early days of WWE or the mid days, you had people like the Bushwhackers. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, them. I remember them. Yeah, yeah, and they were basically two fat Aussie guys, yeah. it? and it was uh, yeah. quite sort of encouraging. Sort of yeah. go, anyone. Can, a bit like you know. rugby in the in the eighties, <laughs> sport sport for all sort of thing. Any shape you want to be, you know what I mean. You, five foot seven, nineteen stone, right? You're a hooker. Six foot six, long and string. You can be a uh, prop. Yeah, but so he's a, there's a correlation between the two, isn't there? Yeah. You know, like, but like Athleticism coming yeah. to the fore in all things. Yeah, exactly. Which is a bit of a shame for me and you, really. Uh, and the thing is, you had someone like, I don't know, do you remember the Ultimate Warrior? Go he on, was like a WWF like? guy, uh, just incredibly muscular, uh, had like tassels on his elbows, long hair, face paint. Hmm, yeah, it rings Looked a bell. remarkable. Rings a bell. Um, but was very limited as a performer. Oh, there you go. So. That's the thing. So it was yeah. all about the look rather than the performance. Yeah. And my thing has always been, I like the guys who do yeah. ridiculous things. That's, yeah. that's what I'm, I'm there for. Yeah, I used to like, and back if we go back to the British stuff, used to have um, uh, My, uh, Mike Iron Fist Myers. Right, Is it not right. Mike Myers, sorry. Some, <laughs> Iron Fist Myers, I can't remember his first right, name. Right. And you had Steve Gray. And they was always fighting each other. And in the end, it was just like, a fan, it was like a, basically a, an airborne tango. <laughs> These two guys knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. They were just flying around at each other. You know what I mean? Incredibly choreographed. Yeah, and, they would, you know, and what I used to like about it, they take turns to win, which was right. nice. Yeah, Not yeah. in that big daddy, I'm going to win all the time. You yeah. know what I mean? And obviously, we used to back Pat Roach in our ass because he had that Irish name, Irish look. It was a brummy, but still. But he obviously <laughs> always backed Pat Roach, and he always, he always seemed like the, the big uh, big underdog for summer. He never seemed to win a lot. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? so, yeah. Again, he had a spectacular look, though, didn't he? Yeah, he Just was sort big, of like yeah. carved from granite. Yeah, raw as ropes, yeah. And as you, as you say as well, with like Big Daddy and John Haystacks, again, as physical types, yeah. these guys were just... You've never seen the like, have you? They look no. superhuman. They look yeah. like nothing. 
Yeah. Like a different species. That's it? right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've got a fair play to the bloke to put the ring together. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of weight thundering around, isn't there, you know? Make sure you've done that properly. Yeah. I have. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, both going, they're both going in. Let me have another look, just in case. <laughs> As in the referee, like, dancing around. Like, really worried that he's going to get crushed. Well, except for the bit where the referee would definitely deliberately walk in the way to get knocked out yeah. to allow Big Daddy then to stand on his neck. Yeah. Oh, sorry, uh, John yeah. X to stand yeah. his exactly, neck. Exactly, yeah. and, and the old deer come out with a brolly. <laughs> that was always a nice thing, wasn't it? The, the, the people at ringside, particularly the, the older women who yeah. would come with handbags and brollies, as you say, oh, yeah. and just get involved, just sort of yeah. like lumping into people. And you think, oh, probably that could be some of the most pain in wrestlers would feel. <laughs> getting whacked around the Achilles and the, and the ankle, you know what I mean? Like, or brick in the handbag. Yeah, exactly. She's not yeah. messing around. Exactly, she's taking his calf out. I don't remember this, but my friend assures me that there was this, he describes it as a sort of horrible, magical moment where one Saturday afternoon, mm. he was watching the British wrestling, yeah, and it was all fine, and then they just cut away, and for half an hour, showed you, and this had been like 83, 84, yeah. showed you like half hour of the WWF. Oh, right. And suddenly he goes, everything just got brighter. Everything changed. Yeah, everything oh, right. was like, so you've gone from these two pasty guys yeah. in, in like a town hall. In Rochdale. Yeah, just sort of like <laughs> yeah. uh, dancing around each other. And he goes, suddenly I was looking at like Hulk Hogan and yeah. Superfly Jimmy Snooker. And he's yeah. like diving off at him. And, and it was just like, he goes, I couldn't go back. Yeah, that's it. It's this odd thing where they sort of like showed it and everyone's like, and then it cuts back to, you know, yeah. as you say, somewhere in Cornwall where uh, yeah. two scrawny little fellas are, uh, so, a bit like that moment in The Wizard of Oz, black and white, and then all of a sudden, yeah. boom, big <laughs> colour. It's like, how can I go back? Yeah. No, so I, could, I get that at all, because obviously, the, the vividness of the colours over there, and like, you know, Hulk Hogan was a massive, you know, like, all bright yellow, and, you but know. But again, like, like the Ultimate Warrior, very limited as a performer. Yeah. Couldn't do much. No, couldn't do much. And didn't didn't lose a lot, so as you say, it, yeah, was, yeah, it def- was very much a thing of like, so he's going to win this one. Yeah, we don't like that, yeah. There's a, uh, I was trying to explain to someone the other day how massive a cultural figure Big Daddy was yeah and I was saying like in 82, 83 I reckon Thatcher is the most recognisable person in the country yeah, yeah. and he's second I've had that yeah like every newspaper any TV show yeah. everywhere yeah in a way that just seems unimaginable now isn't it just yeah. in terms of a wrestler generally but also specifically this uh, outlandish guy who I don't remember being a particularly good talker. So no. it's not like you'd get him on and he'd be, you know, no, he, fun. He, just... he, wasn't, he wasn't the Muhammad Ali of the wrestling world, no. that's for sure, <laughs> you know. He was just a, a big fellow who'd just stamp his feet a lot and clap and keep saying easy, easy for that, someone. Yeah. Easy was quite good though and I was yeah. quite pleased, I don't know if you remember a few years back when football fans sort of reappropriated it. Oh, do Yeah, it become like a chant where uh, football fans, they go like 3-0 up with like, oh, right. easy, easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I quite like that. Yeah, obviously, obviously you didn't do it over at Arsenal where I, where I was going <laughs> at the time. Nothing ever was easy. Nothing ever is easy. But yeah, um, I just, I, yeah, the resting thing with Big Daddy, I'd love to have seen Kendo Nakasaki get hold of him. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they ever fought, did they, if I remember rightly? No, yeah. And the, the, the thing of unveiling his, you know, always, always that, that tease of trying to get his mask off. Well, I reckon I mean? with Kendo Nagasaki, whatever was arranged beforehand, once he's in there, yeah. he'd be like, I can have some fun here. And yeah. just like be tripping the guy all over the place yeah. and just making it like a fool. And also, I think he, along with um, Cat Weasel. Yeah. You know, fantastic characters. Yeah. You know, I mean, Cat Weasel. I remember seeing Cat Weasel on a number three bus in Brixton outside the Woolies where I eventually started to work. And he used to have a frog in the um, corner. Of the, do you remember he used to have a frog That's in the corner? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had, he, he was on the bus and he got on the bus 
and got this frog out of his pocket. This, and, and I've either dreamt this or this happened. I know it happened because it was an open back route master. Right, right. And he got on the bus and he stood on the platform, got his frog out and went, did, 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 some sort of mad noise, squeaky yeah, noise, yeah. and got off at Ephra Road. About another stop up the road. <laughs> and I just couldn't believe what I said. And it was him. I was yeah, a yeah. lookalike, you know what I mean? No, he, he, what, he, he lived in South London for a while, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've heard other people say that yeah, as well. Yeah, because we also, unfortunately, we did have a Jimmy Savile lookalike all around our way. Right. Who was he used to he run barefoot through the streets of South London with long white hair, topless. Yeah. You don't need that. No, you don't, but it's true. He's running because Catwheels was chasing him. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's on to him. Different time, Steve. <laughs> so our next section is the big question. Dum, dum, dum. A question that's as I say kind of generated by the general public in that we go to Google, put in a questioning word. Yeah. Who, where, how, when, what, why, and see what auto generates, and then pick out a question from there. This week, put in where, and as I say, the thing about these autocomplete things is they tend to be very grim questions. Yeah. So I've, I've, I think we've sort of picked ones that you know are not irredeemably. We've gone down the list a little bit. We've not yeah, taken the not, first not, one. You yeah. can't take the first no. one because then you're, you're just crying. It's horrible. Yeah. Um, but the where we got is where would you live? In a zombie apocalypse. Oh dear. And we both live in London. Yeah, yeah. Obviously this show's going out to the entire world. So you yeah. might want to think about where you are, your particular situation. But we're going to be, I think, we're probably best if we restrict our answers to London. Okay. I mean, you've got a cab. Yeah. So realistically, I suppose you could, you've got, you know, direct transport. I haven't got direct transport, so no. my options are going to be London. If well, you're, you, if you're you, sharp enough, you well, could you, probably make a break for it. Yeah, but you could call me and I'll pick you up. Lovely. Meet you <laughs> zombie apocalypse I'm out, I'm out to make money zombie apocalypse probably yeah. an extra little switch that you can go to yeah, exactly, you go yeah. right come on let's That's go it. we can trade now we don't this have to is, do this money this is a good opening sort of sub question would you stick to London or would you try and make a break from I'd it? be gone really yeah, yeah. 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 where would you go me I, I, I would aim for the middle of Kent right I really would mate. And just, like, I don't just dis- unpopulated uh, yeah, I saw, yeah, yeah I'd aim for the middle of Kent anywhere along that sort of like tranche through Kent and East Sussex and just sort of like you could never stay still. That's the trouble. That's the thing, isn't it? You'd have to, you know, you'd have to be, you'd, straight away, you'd have to become quite an aggressive, yeah. uh, thinking on your, t- if you can do that, think on your toes, you know, to become a thief. It's to tell, you know, you'd have to become someone you're not. Yeah, yeah. Basically, to survive. You'd do anything to survive. And yeah, that's what I would do. I'd straight out into the middle of the country. Because living in the middle of town, yeah. it would become... You're just immediately surrounded by millions of zombies, aren't you? And yeah, but no, no, even if, say, let's put it this way, say if there was like a time restriction on them, you know, right. like, I know there's been films where they can't come out in a day or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. They've got all vampire-esque um, traits. I would I would worry that sort of at night that whole thing of being like in a massive maze, not knowing what's around the corner. Yeah, yeah. If, you know, I'd want a massive open field. I don't want to see who's coming. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want time to be prepared because that whole thing of like imagine being in the middle of like, like Mayfair or something. People coming around corners, coming out of alleys at you, and all this. Well, also as well, the other thing you have to think about is how long is the national grid staying up. Yeah, I'm aware. Exactly. That's the thing. So eventually you're just in a, a pitch black yeah. city Massive, say, with like restrictions on, on how you can get about. So you're getting out. If you were going to stay in London, yeah. what would you go for? I would head for Crystal Palace, I think. Right. Height. Height, yeah. yeah. Then, uh, but then again, you're going to be isolated. You know, if they do eventually come, they'll be underneath you, you know, coming up at you. Yeah. I'd 
It's got mad visions. That's, that's good military strategy, isn't it? Yeah. Take the high ground. This is what you're yeah. thinking, like Napoleon. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. It didn't do much favours, did it? <laughs> but but I'd, I'd land up, you know, like the old TV an, um, antenna thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Crystal just Palace top of that, just waving. Tape. Yeah, I've got visions of me up there, like a, a mini King Kong. Just, <laughs> like throwing things and slashing things. Oh, God knows. But that's where I would land up. I would go to Crystal Palace. I wouldn't go to North London. Nah. You know what I mean? Because what's the point? But then, if you were to go to North London, Alexandra Palace would be like the, it's the It's the sister of... Of course, Crystal yeah. Crystal Palace, you know. Because, I mean? yeah, you've got London as the valley. Yeah, exactly. Sort of elevated on both yeah. sides. And then, yeah, that's the thing. You don't want to be by the river. No. For a number of reasons. Yeah. Um, but particularly the fact that it, basically everything's sort of like spilling towards you, isn't it? Exactly. So, that's it. I'll go to Crystal Palace and just I'll take my chances from there. How See, about thought, you? What would you do? Well, I, I thought as a cabbie, you might know a little sort of like nook or something. Do you know what I mean? Like a little spot that no one really knows about. There's 24,000 of us out there. They all know yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so it does exist. Yeah, it does exist. Yeah. <laughs> but he's not going to... I'm not divulging it either. I know, I know, I'll tell you what, there is a place I would go to uh, near Paddington. Right. That you That's what we're going to get out of you. That's what you're going to get out of me. Just in case he does actually have <laughs> And I know exactly where it is. And the fellas out there know where it is. And that's where I would go to. See, now, what I'm thinking is, uh, all, your, all your other answers have just been an elaborate bluff to get everyone to steam down to Palace. No, no, Clear, no, no. clear out Paddington. You've got the, the run of the place to yourself. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what I know. It look, if I took you there, Steve, it looks like an apocalypse. Right, It right. does. It's, there's nothing there. Yeah. yeah I mean, but there's food. Space. TV. Shelter. Uh, and this place is about the size of uh, half a football pitch. Right. Maybe a bit bigger. So yeah, so we'd have, you know, I think you could survive there for at least a week. Yeah, yeah. With the food and all that, yeah, and the toilets and stuff like that. But yeah, by yeah. which time a lot of people are already getting winnowed yeah. out. Yeah, and then you got a bit of a, a yeah. playing field. A bit of a run up, yeah, right. exactly. But then to be fair, I think we just described the uh, the beginning of uh, twenty eight days. Haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> He's a cab driver in that, and he? he does. Oh, he? he does. Oh, a, yeah, I always remember he does a bunny hop in the Blackwall Tunnel. Right. He goes, goes over like they so they build, build a barrier. Yeah, yeah. I thought, hey, I tell you what, I've never seen a fairway do that, <laughs> which is like the old style cab. There's yeah, no yeah, way yeah. that would go. That would just ram into it. And keep, I mean, your yeah. new cabs are just flying all over, over everything, aren't they? They're not great. Yeah. <laughs> They're not, we'll let, don't get me started. Don't get me started. I tell you. So where would you go this day? Well, it, my this is thing. Your first instinct is, as you say, to try and get away. So you sort of think height. You know, I was looking at people's answers, and they're like, "Post office tower." No, like, you're just stranded. What yeah. are you doing? No what are you doing food. for food? Yeah. yeah no. um, and then you know, people like the Tower of London. But again, you're sort of locking yourself in. You're yeah. just inviting yourself to get to home. So I think you would have to stay mobile. Yeah, I think no, that's the thing. I, I think it would be a case of where wouldn't you go in a zombie apocalypse? You know, it's almost like you know, uh, a game of football where you're just constantly looking for space to run into. You're yeah. just like looking yeah. for where the gaps are. Yeah, and I think it would have to be a thing. I'd like to think I'd be canny enough to get together with a few like-minded people, a few people you could trust. And what you'd have to do, I think, is just set up almost like distractions, a bit of a bit of sleight of hand. Yeah. To so just organise a little explosion yeah. in one area of the city to draw them with the noise. Meanwhile, you're steaming into an Audi, yeah. getting all the tin foot. Do you know what I mean? So just yeah. things like that. You'd have, you'd have to, as you say, be thinking on your toes yeah, all so, the time. And also, would you... Um... Would you would would you be quite willing to sacrifice one of the the uh, people in your group as a as if a, I can choose the group and choose, I'll, I'll yeah. give you I'll give you a running order. <laughs> <laughs> would you have one? You have one like he's going to go at some stage. Don't they, worry. You have to feel that, and you're like also, fodder, isn't it? Yeah, are the, zo- are the zombies are they going to be fast moving or are they going to be your classic slow I moving? Think it's got to be fast moving. They're going to be fast. Otherwise, moving. it's not 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 a challenge. But yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> I you've know. got. 
Yeah, I think it would. I if think, I've got a choice, they're slow moving. Yeah. If I've got a choice, they're not really there, but, you know. But also, like, I think slow moving zombies, I think mentally draining. Yeah, yeah. With, again, fast moving, it's just like basically two guys going at it, just one's falling apart. Yeah. If you don't mean, like, physically. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if they're slow moving, I think mentally really quite frightening. To think, you know, that something slowly is coming to get it's you. It's grinding. Yeah, it? and you're like, oh my goodness. And then, you know, and then you sort of fly, and then you've got another one coming this way. You will eventually feel hemmed in. Whereas if they're flying around, I think you were... But also, what about this? How about going underground? Have you given any yeah, much... I'm thinking trapped. Yeah, I'm you, thinking you claustrophobia. Need, yeah, that's the yeah. thing. You, and like, all you need to do... I don't know the, you know, the tunnel network well enough that I'm not yeah. walking into a dead end and I turn around and suddenly, yeah. don't matter how slow they're moving if there's five of them and like, you know... Although, can I give you a quick tip? Go on. There are places, you know there are places around London, yeah, there are access points to the tube. And do you know sometimes when you're on the tube and the train slows down and you think inexplicably, why is that slowed down? You know why it's slowed down? It's going to pick up another driver. There's points um, where the drivers will come on to like a little mini platform. Right, right, right. The train slows down and the driver will actually just get in. A, not a moving cab. No, no. But, but it, it will be moving along. Yeah, yeah. And will get in. Wow. Yeah. It's because they've got a... So they've, they've yeah, got a they've, So that is out there. And I know right. one access point, again, which will remain a secret. <laughs> I like the fact you've got fullback positions as well. I'm there, I tell you. But if I had to choose a base to work from, with my whole sort of talk about being mobile, I reckon, this is probably just in the surgery as well, but Camberwell. Really? I was yeah. thinking about Camberwell yeah. as being like very central, like yeah. a good nexus, like you can get to the Elephant and Castle. And what I'm thinking is, it's sort of, it's easy access to a few big shopping centres. Mm-hmm. That will have like you know supplies, uh, yeah, stuff around, yeah, and yeah. and you've got sort of, and also the hospitals up the road. That's the thing. So if anything surviving, and also you've got like the the Campbell Green itself is sort of open space within it. So I think yeah. you could probably have something on the go there, yeah, where you've got a, you know you can see in like a few directions what's coming towards you, and the odds of like you know you've got Campbell New Road running off one way. Uh, uh, the Wharf Road running another way. Denmark Hill. Yeah, so you've got the odds of all those points getting blocked at the same time. It's almost like you've always got a way out. Yeah. If something is steaming towards you one way, you can sort of run around, loop around Burgess Park, come yeah. back again. You really have given this a lot of thought, wouldn't you, Steve? I just love Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> Any excuse to uh, pitch but up always, Campbell. I've always thought that about Campbell. I love the, the, the sort of space that it occupies yeah. and where it is and like where you can get to from there quite easily. Really? So. I've always been nervous in Campbell. Always. Right. Always. Even as a kid. Always been nervous. Giant haystacks was in Campbell. Is that which one? That's where, that's oh, where he was born, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Moved up north when he was a kid, so yeah. uh, he's got oh, the, right. uh, the accent of a, of a of northerner. northerner. Oh, but, but that's, 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 that's made me feel a bit more positive about Campbell. I was going to say, maybe that's why you thought you, that you were nervous. You were constantly worried about getting clotheslines. And maybe because maybe I'm from Stockwell, I thought it was a rival to my <laughs> wellness, if that makes any sort of sense. Well, yeah. uh, Mick McManus from New Cross as well. That's right. So you could travel. But I always think of him as Brixton. Right, right. But I know, because he had an antique shop somewhere there, and I never knew. Or he, I saw him in Brixton. I know he had an antique shop either in Brixton somewhere, or Tulse Hill, or around the Hearn Hill area. I might be totally wrong. But yeah, an amazing head of hair. <laughs> <laughs> that never fell out, did he? Or, or uh, a coma. Had, had a, a streak of grey to it. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> a, a boot polish. It's interesting, because I live near Crystal Palace. So you'd be sort of like heading up towards me. Yeah, you will be going past you going... So I'm going down Campbell, and you're yeah. like, but there's, a, there's yeah. two transmitters, we can have one each. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, but that's <laughs> it, though, because you live there, so you probably can see its faults, whereas I can't see that so much. Yeah, I do like the elevation. Yeah, thing. It makes I think sense. That is good. That's what I think. I just always think, yeah. like, like you say, the, the North and South London. So if I was stuck in North London, yeah. much to my chagrin, that's why I would <laughs> head for Alexandra Palace. 
Because again, there's a lovely. I, I reckon I'll just let the zombies take me. Yeah. <laughs> what sort of a, life is it? There's a lot of zombies up there anyway. <laughs> you know I mean? but yeah, but if I'd stand on the wall there and just look down, but then again, you've got a picture. And I'm not a very practical person, unfortunately. Which I, yeah, I can't, I can't even tie my own shoelaces properly. I can't tie knots. So I'm not going to last long, you know. You just talk yourself out of my team. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you can throw me to them. I'll be the, I'll be, I'll be the um, sacrifice. The yeah, that's it. Yeah. There's enough of me. I'll take about half an hour a week, mate. Give you time to run away. And now, the heart of the show. Yeah. Wikipedia itself. Brilliant. A section where we go to Wikipedia and we make good use of the random article button. A button well, that a lot of people don't even know about. I didn't until last week or the there week before. Yeah. And now, I'm guessing you're loving it. I t- I, what was my life before this? It was nothing. It was nothing. This, this has completed my life. The rules of Wikipedia are we click once on the yeah. random article button. Right. Whatever comes up. Can't talk about it. We don't talk about it. We leave it. No matter how rich it is, how intrigued we are, we move on. We click again. The second click, whatever comes up. Nothing. nothing. Can't speak about it. Leave it. The third click. Regardless of what comes up, as we heard last week. Yeah, which was very interesting. It really brought my uh, scientific brain to the fore. <laughs> on the third click, whatever comes up, we talk about that's it. That's what we're on, yeah, that's, fair enough. That's what we're doing. So let's line up click number one. There we go, this is very dramatic. Kentucky, Route 17. Right, okay. A state highway. That runs from uh, US 27 in unincorporated Pendleton County. This is the thing, if we were going to talk about it, and we're not, no. unincorporated. What's what does that, that mean in that context? Yeah, yeah. Um, goes to the uh, Kentucky Ohio border in uh, Covington. Again, and something to point out early on, a lot rich in hyperlinks. Something yeah. that we can click within and find out other things. Um, you know, it's maintained by KYTC, Kentucky Traffic Control. Who knows? We can't. We can't find out. No, we, we no, can't. So we, you know, yeah. we can't click on it. We can't find out about it. Look, there's loads of little things at the bottom. Of tons of stuff. All tons of stuff. All I mean, state uh, counties and stuff. You know, and the subcategory uh, state highways in Kentucky. Again, we could we could look at all of those. But well, we're not. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're not talking about Kentucky Route 17. No, no. Such a shame. Let's re-click. Let's get back up to the top. Leaving behind. You know, Cincinnati, Ohio, Pendleton, Kenton, you know. Something about Summit View Elementary. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, no, sounds nice. Summit View Elementary, probably a good place to hide from zombies. Yeah, oh yeah, Demosville. Demosville. There you go. Let's not talk about it. No. Our second click. Brings up Kajagi. Lovely. A village in the southern state of... Karnataka. Karnataka. In India. Yeah. Ever been to India? Never been to India. No, me either. Maybe. But let's not go too far. No. Because, of course, Kajagi, yeah. as, as rich as I'm sure it is, and again, you know, let's look at the hyperlinks. India. Yeah. Click on doing it. We're not going there to. We go. We're not going to. The oh, official language is Kannada. We're not going to talk about it. No. We're not even going to look at other, Such a show. other languages. Let's see what the third click brings up. Oh. The Montreal Hunt. Oh, here we go. The Montreal Hunt. Lovely. The oldest fox hunting club in North America. Now, this is rich. This is us. Let's, let's, let's do one word answers. Yeah. Fox hunting, for or against? Against. Because? Cruel. Cruel. Toffs. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, we've got the Tory party threatening to... Legalise it if they get in at the next election. I mean, yeah, you know, just, that's yeah, your priority. Yeah, it's, it's that's what more, you're worried about. Yeah. You're closing hospitals and libraries. Yeah. But you want to chase a, an orange thing around a field and kill it inhumanely. So, we're against fox hunting. Yeah. But, 
I've got to say, if you go to the Montreal Hunt Wikipedia page... Yeah, we've got to deal with this. That's quite a logo. It is. That's, that's a strong logo. It's, it's, yeah. If you think about what it's saying, because it's got a fox's head yeah, and good. some whips, it whips. looks like. Yeah. Are they whips? Yeah, they are, yeah. Horses. But I mean, it's a strong look. They've gone, they've gone well on the typography. And also, that looks. looks to me like an original, because of the way the fox is drawn. It's like drawn by freehand, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't look as if it's been... General. It's not like being no, no. embellished or embellished yeah. or vintage. What's the word I'm looking for? Made to look like vintage. Yeah, yeah. No, this is yeah. What eighteen twenty six at the top? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. This looks like an original um, bit of uh, draw. A bit of drawing. What sort of language is that? Sorry. <laughs> uh, bit of drawing's like, fine. Yeah, a bit of drawing. Draw- yeah, it's like, it's yeah. been drawn. Yeah. So Founded by Lieutenant Colonel the Honourable John Forsyth, who sounds like the sort of man who would have founded yeah, a, a fox hunt. Exactly. He was in the, the Mon- Royal Montreal Cavalry. Oh, so it's Canadian, I'm guessing. Yeah, well, Montreal is um, in Quebec. Oh, that's a clue, isn't it? Yeah. That is a clue. Yeah. Whereas in North America, I was like, and I was like, Montreal. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's in Quebec. Now entirely francophone. In, eight, in 1983, it was renamed the Club de Chasse et Couture de Montreal, which I'm assuming Chasse et Couture is Chase a Fox. I would say so. Yeah, I didn't know that was uh, that was the French for Fox, though, I must yeah. say. But it's got to be, yeah, so it can be, can it? Chasse, chasse a Couture, yeah. Chase a Fox. Oh, from 1826, the hounds of the fledgling Montreal fox hunt were hired from a local butcher. Oh. Fit as a butcher's dog. There we go. They knew what they were doing. So I wonder what sort of dogs they were. They, they, they wouldn't have been the traditional sort yeah. of beagles we'd have. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I wonder if they're a bit more hardy. But it says bigger. here, uh, in 1829, Forsyth purchased a pack ah, of English foxhounds from his nephew's father-in-law, Matthew Bell. The fact that Matthew Bell yeah. is hyperlinked yeah. intrigues me. Because according to this story, he just happens to be... The, the nephew's, his nephew's father-in-law. Yeah. But who, who was he? Right, here we go. A senior... A seigneur. What's a seigneur? I don't know. Let's find out. The mode of a seigneurial land tenure in New France was the right. semi-feudal system of land distribution used in North American colonies of New France. So, so New France. He's a, he's must, a lord. He's a lord. He's a lord. He's yeah. a, and again, it's not a surprise. Can I make the assumption that New France is now, as we say, Quebec? Let's have a look. New France. Area colonised by France in North America. There we go. There you go. Crikey, look, it's quite a substantial area. If you look at the yeah, map, the right, yeah, it's massive. That's, that's ridiculous. A huge area. That's all the way down to um, all the way down to New Orleans. Obviously, I suppose. That's yeah, where, of course. Yeah, Orleans. Yeah. There we go. My French is really coming through this week. <laughs> I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, all the way up. That's a huge yeah. area. That is remarkable. I didn't know that even existed. New France. New France was the area colonised by the, by France in North America during the period beginning of, with the exploration of the Saint Lawrence River by Jacques Cartier in 1850. Sorry, 1534. I was going to say Louisiana Purchase. Yeah. yeah. Napoleon sold it to the Americans. Ah. Wow. So much if you hadn't done that, what sort of America would we have today? Yeah. There's a there's a great uh, alternate history hmm. uh, novel to be written there. Well, I think you're the man to write stuff. <laughs> With my French. Yeah, exactly. So, unsurprisingly, Matthew Bell yeah. is, is a toff. Oh, selling, can, we, uh, can we go back to Matthew Bell? Of course, course we, can, please, course yeah. we can. Look how long he lived for them times. Look. Oh, yeah. 1769 through 1849. That's a nice, uh, a nice 80. bit of detail as well. On the uh, title page, it's spelt Matthew with one T. Oh, right, yeah. But they've got a note saying his first name is also sometimes recorded as Matthew with two oh, T's. Two T's, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. That's some life he's had, though. 80 years in, that, in them time. Yeah. It's like the equivalent of living at 110. That's what I think, anyway. I think that's yeah, a, that's yeah. an amazing life. But, again, what are you talking about? Privilege. 
Yeah, he's a rich man. I mean, yeah. uh, what's he doing for a living? He's a he, he, you know a businessman, just yeah. uh, ripping people off, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's and, you know, I, I can yeah. born in Berwick upon Tweed. Oh, right, yeah. But I mean, you can uh, you can I think libel. Uh, you can do the in, English-born French uh, lords. Yeah, from uh, yeah, yeah. You know, dead, yeah. years ago. Can, yeah. That's that's fine. Yeah. But yeah, he's a you know a merchant of gentry stock. Yeah, he's a mayor. You know, yeah. easy life in it. What's yeah, he? Yeah, what's he? He's, he's never had to go out on the um, dig a dig a hole in the road, has he? Let's put it that way. But his hands were as smooth as the day he was born. Back to the uh, Montreal hunt. The officer who hunted with the club during his time included many young aristocrats. Of course, well, it is. Yeah. Course yeah. It. So what would we be doing, Steve? Back then, we'd be launching <laughs> stones at most. <laughs> I like to. I like to think me and you would be there. With like semi rocks in our hands, just launching them at them as they go by. Just launching them until yeah. they hear a sacre bleu. Yeah, exactly. That's the only yeah. time I rest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Zutalo. Zutalo, yeah. That's it, yeah. I'd like there, that's it. It's, it's just, see, what I don't like about it is it's so unfair. There's no there's no sense of like, oh, the fox can escape every now and again. But yeah. when a poor fox has been running around for five, six hours and he's eventually caught. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's just there's no. It's to just, me, there's, there's nothing. There's nothing in that. There's no. There's no victory in that. No, no victory. As a you know, also, um, if under your hobbies you're putting blood sports, yeah, you need to take a look at yourself. Don't oh, you, really? that, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. You, that's not acceptable. Well, as an know, answer is it? Yeah, you know, you know who these sort of people are. And it's a massive generalisation. When you was at school, these are the sort of people that would be there on the edge of a fight, really goading it on. Right. Yeah. They're yeah. that type. They, 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 they will do things like that, but they won't join in or they won't physically risk themselves yeah but they're quite happy to see others getting battered or doing the battering and getting in trouble this is what I don't like is that whole element of like semi-bullying se- sneakiness yeah and yeah. that's what these are like they don't want to get involved but yeah. do want to yeah but it's, they, the sort like, of attitude that leads to like the first world war maybe yeah exactly <laughs> got it in one let's send these people off to uh, slaughter one another are we yeah. gonna nah I'll stand back here I'll go to the I'm, club I need to get a good look at it yeah I'm just gonna go to the club and have a cigar and a brandy is that alright I'm yeah. glad I got on the record earlier yeah in saying that I'm not interested in UFC, I want to see people pretending to hit one another. I don't yeah. want to see people no, hit one no, another. No, that's that's what I'm talking about. This is, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. I don't want a blood sport. I'm alright. Yeah. Although to be fair to UFC, the only thing I've taken from UFC is the hammer punch. All right. Yeah. So I often think it's a it's a, it's a much underestimated uh, is it what form I think of striking. It is? Yeah. yeah. Just coming out banging. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. But that's yeah. That's one thing I've taken out of UFC. Not that I want to use it, but no, no. You know, always nice having your armor. As I say, you know, if we want to distinguish between uh, boxing. UFC and fox hunting consent. Yeah, all yeah. the all the fellas that are boxing and in yeah. UFC are like, "Yeah, I'm here. I'm coming. trained. Yeah. I'm prepared. I reckon I stand uh, literally a fighting chance." Yeah, I don't think the fox. He's going out. He's going out. You, you find me a fox that's going. I'm up for this. Yeah, I love it. I reckon. I reckon. What well, all of you and these dogs and I'm knackered. Yeah, let's do this. Let's have it. Yeah, yeah. Anyone had to nick a chicken for <laughs> Mrs. Fox? <laughs> Let's have a look. Oh, it's a golden era, which is always nice. So, Good. obviously, I'm the, glad. the Wikipedia person who's the person who's entered it on Wikipedia is uh, of, a, of a sympathetic nature towards the hunt. I take it. Oh, look, and we've got a picture there on the right. Full cry. We can you can look that up indoors. Full cry. The Montreal hunt behind Mount Royal in 1877. What a lovely image that looks. They're, they're having a great time. Yeah, look at this in 1882. I think that's is that actually a photograph, isn't Major it? Major Campbell's home. It's big enough. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, that's a big yeah. house. Yeah, crikey. There's a nice bit here where it talks about saving hunt. In the early 1850s, the hunt narrowly escaped fading out of existence. Strip nine had recently been invented, and farmers and fur tribes alike were using it to kill foxes. So at this point, 
any justification you would have had in it having some sort of social purpose yeah. has gone completely. Yeah, because the poison has been introduced. Some yeah. members became frustrated by the lack of chase, which on numbers turned that to uh, turn that dwindle drastically to just two. All right. Oh, then we would have stand a great chance. We'd... Hounds are up for sale. Yeah. So what we should have done then, if we were there then, there's only two of them, we could have actually just bundled them off the horses. <laughs> we could have freed the horses as well, Steve. Would have been lovely. Could have just uh, done, could have done them two, and that's it. We actually got the fox to come and have a go at them. And at the golden era. Is this off the back of once they've saved it? They saved the hunt, and now in 1867, as Parliament was moved to newly created Canadian capital of Ottawa, which is a lot of people don't know that's the capital of Canada, the Hunt Club again saw a great many of its members disappear. But in 1867 was also the first year that saw future patriarch of the Hunt, John Crawford, of Verdon House, elected master. Oh, right. He's another one. Look at the yeah. age he's lived to. Yeah, I know. Amazing. What, how old was he in the end? Oh, 1812 to 1903. Crikey. Yeah, not bad, is it? No, it's not. So Crawford's father, a Northern Irish squire. We'll say no more on that subject, Steve. I think we, we, can't, yeah, we can't say nothing about that because we'll get ourselves in a lot of trouble. Sold up and emigrated to Montreal in 1828, chartering a small ship. Chartering a small ship. from Just... North, Yeah. 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 He's made, he's made money out of our forebears. That's what he's done. Because that's the thing. Yeah. A lot of Irish people, obviously, are travelling around at this time. Travelling yeah. from Ireland to England, Ireland yeah. to Australia, yeah. Ireland to America. Yeah. Yeah. Not many of them chartering ships. No, no. That's quite an interesting distinction, isn't it? It is a little to, bit, uh, yeah. Where we see where, yeah we see. They're, they're, don't, get, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of Irish people on ships. Yeah. I'm not too sure how many of those were chartered. No, exactly. Yeah. But equally so, I don't think many of the... Uh, the film Titanic wasn't a fair representation either. <laughs> I think that was a bit too far the other yeah. way. Yeah, I think... Uh, uh, well, but also Titanic still had this image of uh, there's definitely enough space for a dance oh yeah I don't know if there would be I don't no, know if they wouldn't just like ram a few more people down yeah, there yeah that's, uh... that's it let's get a bit more money in the coffers if don't want them dancing around yeah and what else we got here during this period the club had roughly 300 members yeah they met three times a week three, three times, times a week. week could be no foxes left nah you'd just, be bored when you just 900 uh, 900 riders alright three all yeah, the same yeah. yeah but that's a hell of a lot of people that's a great name, though. Look at that name there. Oh, wow. Baron Alfred Baumgarten. Garten. What's, are you any good at German? Baumgarten? What sort of garden's that, I wonder? Should Let's we click on him. Oh, well, yeah, we can click on him. Yeah. See if Baumgarten... Again, another good age. Yeah. yeah. Oh, excellent coincidence. My birthday. <laughs> 13, oh, so I better not give it. Shall I give it out? I don't you, know. You, yeah. share, you share your birthday with Baron Alfred of Baumgarten. Yeah, no, Alfred Moritz Frederick Baumgarten, PhD. <laughs> so old, he's a doctor. He's a doctor, and he was quite willing to go out and chase foxes around. There's a, yeah. there's, sort of, there's a contradiction there. I don't get that. He became manager of Sugar Beet House in mm. uh, Hammersleben. Yeah. Who also had anti German sentiment in the First World War. Leading up to the First World War, anti-German oh, no. segment. He was a target. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, right. Everyone's like, we don't need our sugar refineries to be in the hands of this German. Ah. Also, uh, this is you know terrible fodder for a podcast, but what a pair of mutton chops on him. Yeah. I, I, we insist you go and have a look at him. Uh, <laughs> Alfred Baumgarten. I mean, he's made a, a, a huge error with the haircut. Yeah. Oh, he's, yeah. he's forced a party that doesn't exist. Exist, exactly. Yeah. And he's got... It's almost like on. It looks like a shampoo advert, like that. Yeah. If you continued that hairstyle over to the other side, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. And if you covered the other side and sort of go, yeah, I'm going to do that all yeah. the way over. You yeah. go, all right. But he's sort of gone. Imagine going to the barbers and going, on this side, yeah. I want a quiff. Yeah. And on the other side, I want you to look like uh, I've got a part in. 
but I'm not going to match you on the other side. Well, but, what barber in good conscience would do that to you? Yeah. One, 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 well, one who knows there's a guy coming in with a lot of money and will just pay anything. <laughs> but the thing about that is there. I bet I know exactly what's happening. He, he had a cowlick. Right. On this side, on the right-hand side like I did. Yeah. And I guarantee you, as an expert in uh, male pattern baldness, his crown was on the wrong side of his head. I guarantee you, his hair parted naturally from left to right. But he's, yeah, he's, he's forced he, it. But yeah, but his crown is on the back back side of his head. It was on the right-hand side. So that's what gives him the cowlick on the right-hand side, which causes that little kink. But his hair naturally goes from the left to the right. It's very, it's a very confusing thing. Do you know what I've got? Double crown. Double crown. Yeah, like my, sister, my sister. My sister's got the same. Right, right. Sister's got the same thing. Double crown. What am I supposed to do about a parting? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. Which is, I've, I've ignored it. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've forfeited the parting. I've, I ignore my parting there, which is exceptionally <laughs> wide. It's about nine inches wide. <laughs> we finish off, as always, with last time, this time. Last time, the words that were listed were the names of runners from the 1840 Grand National. Hmm. This time, yeah. the five words that we're going to have are ox gang, fall, plowgate, L, and Markland. If you tune in next week, you'll find out what those five words have in common. Thanks for listening. I've been Stephen Walsh. I've been Mickey Boyd. See you next week. See you then. Take care.